Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. I really, really, really love talking to people in the fashion industry, especially because it has changed just so much since I had my clothing line, Whitney Eve. Social media has really evolved the entire marketing game, and there's so much to learn, especially if you are starting a brand yourself. I truly believe that social media opens a world of opportunity for brand creation. You just need to know how to work the system and how to work it in a way that feels right to you. Lindsay Carter is here to talk about her efforts in social media while creating her amazing athleisure brand, Set. Lindsay is the founder and CEO of Set Active, a direct-to-consumer apparel company building confidence and connection through clothing. Lindsay's passion for cultivating community and the strategic decision to initially only release apparel in limited edition colorways propelled Set Active into its cult-like status instantaneously. During our chat, we discussed building a community, making a brand a personality, activewear trends, being a mom, a new mom to a second little girl, and so much more. Here is Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It has been crazy over here, but just, you know, taking it day by day. (laughs) Tell me everything. Work is just crazy. I like it. You know, I feel like when you work in the clothing industry, there's just, you know, you can't avoid production issues. Oh my God. I know. Honestly, that was like the most frustrating thing for me was the lack of control over the production situation. Yeah. It's like right when you feel like you dug yourself out of the hole and you can breathe and you're like, okay, we have it under control. It's like they dig a deeper hole and you're like, oh no. I know. And then what do you do when like you've told your customer stuff is launching and then there's a delay? It kind of depends on what the situation is. I mean, luckily I think that set and the creative team that we have here is really good at, you know, pivoting strategically and creatively to like still have everything make sense externally. But I mean, like today, like we were just going through our line plans and our CADs for the rest of the year. And our VP of production was just like, I don't know, I think we're going to cut it close. And it's going to delay this, which is going to delay that. And it's mm-hmm. it's like, well, we have to call these decisions now because we have mm-hmm. to tell the marketing and creative team and it's right. going to shift photo shoot dates. I mean, I feel like if, you know, 
the consumer just had a small inside glimpse to like how much puzzle piece saying mm-hmm. we have to do, mm-hmm. they would see like how much work goes into everything. But you're just catching me on one of those hectic mornings. So that's what I've been dealing with all day. Yeah, I, I completely get it. And I get you got to roll with the punches and release that control. But I can imagine as an artist, it's probably hard when you have to make like certain sacrifices because you just got to get stuff out there, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, I we just had to cut something I was really excited that was going to come this Ugh. year and we had to cut it. So I was like, no. Well, you'll find a way. You'll find a way maybe next year. Yeah. So tell me about the creation of set. Like, what were you doing before set? And then what inspired you to start it? Um, so I actually, I did a lot of different things before set. I definitely was like your mid-20s, early 20s girl who like thought she had everything figured out <laughs> and wanted to work in the entertainment industry. And it just, as life kept moving forward, I just was inching closer to really figuring out where my passion lies. And it was honestly in social media and marketing and like the Mm -hmm. power it has to connect humans, but also make a brand a personality. And so that's how, you know, later in my twenties, I just like fell in love with all of that. And I decided to start my own activewear brand. I just took the two things that I was passionate about and like kind of made it into one. And I had a lot of people tell me that I was crazy. I had a lot of people laugh. I had a lot of people (laughs) think that I was joking or pranking them. (laughs) So (laughs) So you didn't have experience. So you didn't have experience like in the fashion industry or like knew what it took to run a brand yet. Right. I knew what it took to run a company, but not a brand, let alone I had zero experience in the fashion industry. And it's it's so interesting because I was talking to one of my former employees last night at dinner who is still very close to me in my life. And she's, you know, she moved back to the East Coast and she was, you know, she's 25. She was telling, she's turning 26 next week. And she's mm-hmm. just like, she feels like a chicken with her head cut off, like running around, trying to find a job, trying to figure out what mm-hmm. she wants to do. And I just told her, I was like, it's okay. Like, you don't need to put that much pressure on yourself. Like my life felt like it truly, truly, truly started and started to make sense for my, for me when I turned 30. Mm -hmm. And I just was telling her, I was like, enjoy running around with your head cut off. Like just take it day by day and stay present in that because I just like was also figuring it out then. Right. We put so much pressure on ourselves to have things all figured out because in this day and age, like people are getting successful so young, you know, and we all have like this capacity to do our own thing. So there's so much pressure, but it shouldn't be like that. Like it, it, you're totally right. It is the time to just like dip your foot in a bunch of different things or like throw a bunch of things on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. For for you, like your social media strategy and your marketing is so, so powerful. I think that really, leaning into everything that you're doing and showing the whole process gets the customer truly involved where like does that just come naturally to you I think it's like a two-part answer so I first and foremost like when I started set I showed the ins and outs of like myself building the brand on my personal Instagram even if when that was, I think I had like 1500 followers. Like I still was just talking about what it is that I was doing, how I was doing it, samples that were coming in. 
And I just think as a brand or like any brand owner, it's really, really, really important to give your brand a personality. You look at humans and you see that humans connect with each other based off of personalities and emotions and just like feelings in general. And so if you don't attach that same idea to your brand, then it's going to make it really hard for the customer to connect. So you almost have to envision your brand as a human and as a personality. Also, like the other side to that is I just don't believe in gatekeeping. Like no one's going to be able to get inside my head and replicate exactly what I'm doing or how I'm moving forward. So the information that I'm sharing helps them a little bit in their own personal brand, then I'm happy to share it. Like I just don't believe in gatekeeping. And so that's also why I show you know, inside looks to our meetings or putting my deck on TikTok, or we started a series on TikTok called School with Lenny, where I'm like, we're showing people how we do things here. Mm -hmm. It's so important. The education piece. It's like you have this platform and this whole engine running, like show everybody how it works. I love that. Yeah. And also like if, you know, there's a lot of brands out there who are also just doing things like maybe they don't want to attach a personality to their brand per se, or give them this like humanistic evolution of who they are as a brand. Mm-hmm. So they just attach their personal name, like ring concierge, the face of ring concierge mm-hmm. is the owner herself, uh-huh. where she uses her Instagram kind of as her personal Instagram also in one, if they don't want to make their brand a personality, they're just attaching themselves like as the face of the brand. So like ring concierge does that EF collection. I think there's like a bunch of other ones, but there's so many ways that you can like make your brand have a more humanistic approach. Totally. That makes sense. And like, how do you feel about that aspect? Because I feel like you do a little bit of both. Like you're very much like visual and you show your life and whatnot, but then you have like this separate piece of set being its own identity. Is that, were you very strategic with that? Um, yeah, I mean, so you have to break down first you can see like what sticks on your social media. And so we realized, I mean, no matter how much imposter syndrome I have, the content where I'm in it or I'm leading it or I'm, you know, a part of it always performs the best, whether it's a takeover or I'm part of a campaign or whatever it might be. But we realized that we had to throw a lot of stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Then you have to break everything down into content pillars. So mm-hmm. The content pillars that work for set might not be the same content pillars that work for another brand, but the content pillars that work for set are product education, BTS, you know, the relatability and aspiration. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to think of what the other ones are, but those are the different types of content pillars. And then you have to take those pillars and break them down even further into the storylines and the types of content. So like, Every single thing that we do on social is 1 million percent strategically thought about. Like, I I mean, that's amazing. So like you guys are planning out the social strategy in advance. It's not just like, let's just see what's happening today. Yeah, we usually plan a month in advance. And then, of course, if something, you know, the world is changing so fast, if there's like a trend that's taking off that we want (laughs) to jump on, we'll just use it. We see it as bonus footage. We don't like re-strategize our whole plan just because something is trending. We see if the trend makes sense for our brand and then we we categorize it as bonus footage and then we'll play into that if it makes sense. Let's take a quick ad break. 
We have family coming into town this weekend and I don't know what to do. I'm hoping the rain stays away. The sunshine is just easier when hosting. But thankfully, we are big fans of Top Golf now. So rain or shine, we have an activity ready. I'm so excited. I feel like Ruby's going to love it. And Sunny actually hasn't been yet. So he's going to have a blast. Top Golf, for those of you who don't know, is an enormous entertainment venue with a driving range and a lounge with beverages and games. How much fun is that, you guys? It has all the fun of the outside, but with the comforts of the inside. You'll play at comfy heated bays in the winter and cooled bays in the summer. The very best part about Top Golf is it doesn't matter if you've never played golf. I'm serious. Everyone can play. Like I've played a little. I'm not great, but it was still so fun for me. We went with friends recently. Only half of us had held a club before, but we all had the best night. It was really a wonderful change of pace from just like a simple dinner where we're staring across the table from each other. Like this was active and fun and music and, you know, all the vibes. Topgolf has clubs, balls, tea and turf. But beyond golf, you'll find, like I said, loud music, giant TVs and a handcrafted food and beverage menu that's so delish. It's a place full of activity and a good time. I'm sure it will be a highlight of your week or weekend whenever you want to go. I highly, highly recommend you check it out. It's golf. It's not golf. It's Topgolf. Download the app, book a bay and come play around. All right. So I would travel literally every week if I could. Honestly, I love traveling, but I don't really love the process, like the actual travel. And I feel like I would like to avoid some of the chaos. Imagine checking in for your flight 20 minutes before takeoff and being right on time. That's the JSX experience. JSX stands for Joyful Simple Experience. Skip the long lines and airport hassles and save up to two hours on every trip when you fly JSX between crowd-free private terminals. A minimum of two bags, up to 50 pounds each, can be checked for free as part of every fare. Sit back and stretch out when flying onboard 30-seat jets complete with business class legroom. Enjoy complimentary gourmet snacks, refreshments, cocktails, and Starlink Wi-Fi in flight. JSX was the global launch customer for this Wi-Fi. It's high speed and low latency. JSX is also pet friendly, family friendly, and hassle free. It's the only air carrier to be autism certified too. JSX flies nationwide with crowd-free nonstop flights. Experience the ultimate travel hack with Hop On Jet Service JSX and discover your new favorite way to fly. Enjoy all of the perks of private jet flying without the price tag and book by the seat on jsx.com. Experience travel redesigned and book JSX today at jsx.com. Visit jsx.com to book your flight today. Okay, back to the conversation. What would you say is like the personality of Seth? She's the girl on the go. Yeah. You know, the girl who also wants to fit in, but doesn't know how to necessarily. I feel like it's like my deep down personality of Seth. Like everyone's like, oh, Lindsay, you're so confident. You're so this. But I, I honestly not like, I just want to fit in. And (laughs) I like I don't know. I feel like that's, that's, I'm always on the go. I feel like the set personality was just like the person that I always wanted to be, but felt like I couldn't. Right. Like fashionable, comfortable, and like on trend without feeling like you tried too hard. Exactly. Totally. I mean, I love it. The colors are so great. I think your color palette is one of the things that sets you apart from a lot of activewear brands because so many activewear brands, it's like, 
black or pop colors. And you have taken such a different angle on that. And it's like a small thing, but it's cool. So I just want you to know that I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, colors were like the name of the game for the first four and a half years of what we were doing here. And you're right. I mean, like other brands weren't putting such an emphasis on color drops. Now it's a balance between putting an emphasis on color and introducing new styles, because now we have to tap into this huge returning customer base that set Mm -hmm. has, Mm -hmm. which they have all the styles. It's like, how many colors can you collect at the end of the day? But now we have to also strategize to new customers and returning customers at the same time. So we're kind of filling both buckets with the color jobs, but also Mm -hmm. now introducing exclusive styles. Totally. I mean, I think that's important for a business to have like the basics and essentials that they're known for, but then always have those fun pieces that you're adding in each season. So what would you say are like some of your favorite trends right now that you're seeing in activewear that you're applying to your collection? I would say right now, I mean, I think it's what what our whole year is about, which is nostalgia and like mm-hmm. how people are now really leaning into what fashion was, you know, in the 90s and 70s and 80s and 60s and 2000s and how they're translating that fashion into right now. And so I'm really excited because like we have a 2000s drop coming later this year. And when we were designing into the activewear, we weren't designing into like what did activewear look like in the 2000s. Rather, we were taking really, really popular silhouettes in fashion in the 2000s and then applying it in activewear. So like like activewear fabric. So it's going to be a lot of styles you probably have never seen done before. Oh my God. I love that. Like a low rise bell bottom and activewear fabric. So like we have this asymmetrical one shoulder top that's like pointed at the bottom hem in the front and it's longer in the front, but shorter in the back. And then it has a side slit. It's like the, the styles were, and then we have a, like your normal scoop bralette, but then it has like two strings on the side where you can like wrap it around your rib cage for that like bow effect. Ooh, cute. So we're doing some really cool things that are hard to develop. That's why we're having so many production issues. But yeah. I I think we're going to come out on top this time. Okay, amazing. If someone were new to set, what would be some of the bodies that you would lead them towards? I would definitely, if you're new to set, definitely shop at the core collection because those are our best-selling colors, those are our best-selling styles and obviously our best-selling fabrics. It honestly just depends. I mean, Sculptflex is what we were born with. It's our most compressive fabric and it's seamless. And then you have like Luxform, which is more of a relaxed sort of legging that you don't, you feel like you can lay in it all day. And then you have Sport Body, which kind of is a mix of both. And we're in, in the middle of actually redeveloping our Luxform fabric and what we felt in the past two weeks. I'm really excited about it's going to be, I haven't felt anything like it out there on the market yet. So I'm really excited about it, but I'm just, I don't know my go-to, like I'm always in the leggings and one of our basic tops. Like yesterday I wore our black leggings. I wore our like mid tee and a trench coat and threw on some new balances. And I, I don't know. I it, I felt like a cool like you mom. felt together. Totally. Yeah. Like that's the vibe that we all want as like youngish cool moms to feel like comfortable but chic. I'm really into the like 
outerwear mixed with the activewear vibe. It's so easy. Do you find that you wear your collection every day? I'm in set active probably six and a half days of yeah. the week. Actually, I can now confidently say I'm in it seven days a week because of set sleep. I wear sleep to bed every single night, oh, but I'm in set 99% of the time. What are some trends maybe out there in activewear that you're not loving or that you, you try to stay away from in your business? I think we just like, I, I don't know. That's a, such a hard question to answer. I don't even like really know what else is out there. I feel like because <laughs> what set, how we come up with products, like we're not turning to other activewear brands to see like what styles they're doing. Right. We're, we're just turning to like what's happening on the runway. How can we adapt that to our current collection? Like cardigans were real are really in for 2023. So we were figuring out ways we can come out with cardigans and activewear. I mean, we're not, when it comes to development internally here, like we kind of put our blinders on to what's happening out there with other activewear. I feel like they put such an emphasis on technical things where, mm-hmm. where we know our stuff, our fabric is technical. So we're putting our emphasis more on the fashion side. Mm-hmm. So we're turning to like what's trending in fashion. It's flannels, it's mesh, it's, I mean, monochromatic looks, which is something that we've are, have been doing since its inception. And it's ways to like pair your outfit, outfit with high and low designers, which is something that's also been doing since inception. So yeah. we're really looking honestly to the runway and like WGSN for what's trending. And then we see if we can add it to our lineup. I mean, this year, our core like through line creatively is nostalgia. Then we broke Uh it down into like different themes based off of that. And so that's how everything that we're doing was born. I don't, there's like really exciting things coming this year. I'm like trying to think what I can spoil. No, I'm Um, so excited. I love the nostalgia thing. I mean, I think that that started like in COVID when everyone was kind of really stuck in their current moments. And we were all looking back at previous lives and TV shows and whatnot to like try to find some comfort. And so, you know, that whole thing, then obviously it's cyclical and fashion too. Like it, it, it all like comes into the same story. And I, I just want to say quickly, like staying in your own lane is something that I've noticed that so many successful entrepreneurs that come on this podcast say, and it's something that I try to remember all the time because it is hard to fall into the trap of like comparing yourself to other people. And especially with social media, it's just in front of your face all the time. And I I know you said that you, you don't think that you're confident and whatnot, but like you, you a hundred percent are. And the fact that you do you have enough confidence in yourself to just like do what you feels right and not based on what anybody else is thinking is really, really awesome. And I think part of the reason why you're so successful. So you should give yourself a little pat on the back for that. Thank you. That's so sweet. I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I will never be, you know, I think that when you stay in your own lane, you Mm kind of create your own world where it becomes your oyster. Like, you know, you look at you look at aloe, like we're never, I don't want to be an aloe. I don't want to have a giant gym where like, yeah, I see these <laughs> celebrities going to work out every single day in their gym, but that's not getting me to buy their product. But like, right. if it's working for them then props to them, it's not what's going to work for set. Right. So right. I just think that when you do stay in your own lane, you are creating your own like world of opportunity where mm-hmm. if you're like, 
continuing to look at what other brands are doing, who's in the same arena as you, like you're always going to limit yourself from like what you can do. A hundred percent. All right. And now a word from our sponsors. Okay. So beyond being obsessed with skincare products, I'm just fascinated by skin. And after speaking to so many experts on here, I love learning the science of skin and all the varying conditions that people experience. So if you're like me, brace yourself. The mega pop sensation is back. I'm talking about TLC's Dr. Pimple Popper with the queen of pop herself, Dr. Lee. And every season seems to get juicier and splashier. And this one is no different. It's the show everyone loves to cringe through every minute, every Wednesday night on TLC. We forget that the skin is the largest organ of the body. So the possibility of something going wrong is endless. There are so many different skin conditions that Dr. Lee tackles in the show that I had to look them all up. And now my search history is absolutely terrifying. I don't know how Dr. Lee does it. I mean, what sticks with you is the crazy difference between the before and the after once Dr. Lee does her magic. The transformation is truly life-changing. In one of the episodes, there's a guy with over 400 tumors on his body. 400. I get annoyed when I get one zit. Can you imagine? Well, you don't have to. Watch an all new season of Dr. Pimple Popper Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on TLC. Watch an all new season of Dr. Pimple Popper Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on TLC. Set your DVR. Hey friend, I'm Nicole Walters, mom of three, your internet bestie and founder of Inherit Learning Company. If you're looking for the motivation you need to pursue a life of purpose, then join me each week on the Nicole Walters podcast as I share my hard-learned lessons and answer your DMs about life, business, and everything in between. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Check out the Nicole Walters podcast every Tuesday here on Dear Media. You can listen anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay, now back to the chat. Sometimes I have a little bit of like a failure to launch thing where it's like I have an idea, but I just don't know how to make it happen. And I think a lot of that is like the people that you bring on and the team that you build. And I'm just curious what like how that team building worked for you. Yeah, I mean, so the first person that I hired was Nikki Shea. She's like my little sister. She went to my school, my U of A. And I called her. I was like, I need, I'm looking for an intern. I don't, I, I, I am putting all my efforts into making this brand take off. Like, you know, I don't have the budget to pay you, but I can give you school credit. And then as soon as like I have budget, I'll pay you. And she ended up staying with me for four years. Oh my God. Um, I know. And she, and worked her way up and she's actually ironically in my office today visiting. She moved to Boston. She's in the room next door, but she was my, my first hire. I mean, we were packing orders in my apartment on Norton Avenue in West Hollywood. My whole apartment was lined with boxes. Oh my God. We started with the simple things like just Mm -hmm. to operate as a company. It was getting orders and shipping them out. And then of course, it's like, you're getting bigger and bigger. You start to see where your needs need to come in more. I mean, I got to a point where I had her working for me and then I needed a graphic designer. So I hired a graphic designer 
And then I was like, oh my God, I can't focus on the business and kind of run the operations and POs and this POs meaning production orders and different things like that. So I was like, I think I need an operations person. So I hired an operations person and then Mm -hmm. everything, everything sort of falls into place as you need it in -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. I, and also just like talking about it. Like if you're wanting to start something you never know who might know someone who knows someone who knows someone who can help you. So like, I was always talking about what I wanted to start with my best friend, Nicholas. And he was like, Oh my God, like our old, our our old intern at Ami song, like used to run the Shopify and the website. Like maybe she can just like get the bare bones started. And then later down the line, I mean, she got the bare bones started. So like, you never know what can happen if you just kind of talk about what it is, what you want to do. And then also like, as you're growing a team, like, I think it's all about transparency. Like you just have to say like, look, I'm starting a company from scratch. I'm probably going to restructure this team 7 million times. You either have to be down for change or not. And if change is not your thing, then that's not the place for you. Right. Right. Because we're growing. So transparency and communication is just like, you I've learned it's not something I knew but I've learned is so important because if you're not communicating or being transparent then you're not setting up the expectations of the company for success totally so I mean I don't it's definitely like everyone always says learn as you go and you know it's also gonna have to take a lot of just like putting your ego and your pride to the side and mm-hmm. knowing when to ask for help. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm with you on all of those things. I believe so much in the power of just like putting things out there and showing up and, and yeah, not even knowing what it could turn into because I think more often than not, like people do want to help people, you know, like I think people can feel sometimes like this fashion industry, like you were saying before is competitive and, Everyone wants to stay in their own lane. But like, I think that the more that you that you do that, the more you'd be surprised with how people actually do want to like connect and make things happen. Totally. So so what would you what what does like a day look like now for you? Because you obviously just had your second baby. So freaking adorable. And I can imagine that the change from one to two was intense. Like, what is your life looking like day to day right now? So, I mean, it is, it's a lot. My life is, is chaos, but I am someone and I've been someone my whole life who thrives in chaos. I love it. I eat it up. It is for me. (laughs) Like, Chaos is for me. Sometimes chaos isn't for everyone and that's okay too. Totally. I just, I love the chaos. I wake Mm -hmm. up at six or six 30. That's usually like my me time, whether I want to scroll on social media, take a shower, honestly, just lay in, lay in bed and be comfortable, but also Mm -hmm. be awake. Like that's Mm -hmm. my time. Ace still, Ace gets up at seven. He's my two-year-old. So I'll usually go grab him. I mean, I bring him in bed with me we cuddle and watch TV. It works for us. So whatever mom shamers out there want to yell at me for letting him have screen time, I don't care. I, <laughs> Sunny watches TV literally every single morning. Like I can't function when he wakes up at 630. I'm sorry. Don't. Yeah. No mom shaming here. 
Yeah, no mom shaving ever. I mean, ever, like, ever, like, ever. No. Yeah. So I let Ace cuddle in bed with me. And then I will admit that I still have my night nurse at five months old for Ava. I still um, had one at six months for Sunny. <laughs> so again, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> so my night nurse comes and joins us in our room and we all just kind of hang out. It lets me like have my my time with the kids. Ace has been really super jealous of Ava since she came home from the hospital. So I'm trying to find the balance of like spending time with both of them. And then at like eight o'clock, they go downstairs with the nanny and have breakfast. I get ready for work. I come down spend a little bit more time to like easily transition Ace to let him know that I'm leaving for work because he has he's very attached. And then I start my day, I get to the office at like 8.30. And I'm usually in back to back meetings all day. I mean, example, like if I'm just pulling up my calendar, yesterday, I had a high level touch base with my COO. Then I had an ads touch base. Then I had a meeting to go over the New York store updates. Then I had a touch base with our senior brand director, just on all partnerships that are in the funnel coming up. Then I had a fit meeting, but that's where we like fit everything that's coming up for future drops. I have those twice a week. Then I had a chiropractor. Then I went to the dentist to get a, per- a permanent retainer put in. Oh my God. And I... This day is making me <laughs> want to shrivel up and die. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, it's not no, even, it's not even I, I mean, the first part, like, was you're saying all your meetings, I'm like, oh my God, you're living my dream life. Like, and, and even the dentist and the whatever it's, but it's like, this is a lot, Lindsay. Okay. Keep going. Okay. So then I I had a laser appointment shamelessly. Then I had to race over to Ava's play creation class. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to the office because Nikki's in town. So I went to go pick her up at the office. And then they came back. I hung out with Ace for dinner. Then we played basketball. Then I did bedtime. Then I did, or sorry, then I had bath time, bedtime. And then I had dinner because she's in town. Right. And then I went to bed. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, were you exhausted or were you thriving? Like, how do you feel today? I would be so tired. <laughs> um, well, this is like my everyday. I haven't even told you what my my calendar looked like today. That was yesterday. So how do you, how do you, all right, I know you thrive on, on the chaos, which I am like that too. Like, I love to be kind of running around and doing a million different things, but I can't do that every day. I, I just don't have the energy. How do you stay sane? I say, listen, I keep my circle very tight. I'm very protective of like who gets my energy. Yes. Especially at this time in my life. Like I just don't have the capacity in my life to have fake friends or friends that like don't care about what it is that I'm doing. I need friends that understand if I want to cancel, they can't make me feel bad. Like I have a lot going on in my life. So I think it starts with just like keeping my circle tight and small. I, I, I'm a firm believer in you are who you surround yourself with. And I, I start there, but also like, I like to be like, if I'm going to dinner, I let everyone know that I would like it, unless it's like a dinner, a work dinner, I, I don't put boundaries, but like last night we went to dinner, the dinner reservation was for seven 15. I told everyone we were going to dinner with, I was like, you guys, I want to be in bed by nine 15, the latest tonight. So if that means I'm leaving dinner early, that then that's what it is. So you set very clear boundaries for yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, and most nights I am in bed. If like I don't have dinner plans, I am in bed by 830 and Uh asleep by nine. I've just I don't know. I've always been that way. Like my dad never gave me a curfew growing up because I always put myself to sleep. I know. I just like (laughs) love I love my bed. I love sleeping. But 
I did have a lot of anxiety last night. It was, it was really hard to shut my brain off and I'm sure uh-huh. it's because my day was so packed. I'm sure um, there are a million things running through your head, but something that did, that does help or that I found that has helped because, you know, I am prescribed sleep medication for anxiety. And mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want to rely on that all the time. Right. But I did order this book that I saw on TikTok. Look at me like millennial over here. Oh, you. Um, yeah. It's called the sadness book. I know it has like a weird name, name. to it, yeah. but I try to, f- if I'm feeling this way, I don't do it every night, but if I am filled with like my thoughts and just like in general, can't shut off. Mm-hmm. I'll fill out a page of this book and it's different prompts. And it's just like, whether you write a sentence, there's no rules or regulations. It's not mm-hmm. like it's a journal for like five pages, but like mm-hmm. one of the prompts is write the words you need to hear. And it could mm-hmm. be three words. And, and that helps me on the days where like my mind won't shut off. Right. It's like you, you put it down on paper and you have some sort of release so that you can calm your brain down. That makes sense. I'm so appreciative that you took the time to do this with me. You're so easy to chat with. Before we go, what's like the next exciting launch at set that we can look out for? Um, I mean, there's so much coming, but I, I would say that the two that I'm most excited for are, is our tennis drop and Ooh. probably our equestrian inspired drop is what oh I'm looking God. forward to the most. Cute. I'm definitely going to be getting some of your tennis stuff. I need cute tennis stuff, but why am I not a tennis skirt person? Like I cannot wear a tennis skirt. I, you know what? I thought I wasn't either. I wore one of our, my friend had a pickleball tournament for her birthday uh-huh. at like a, at this country club in LA. And I was like, oh my God, I'm like, <laughs> so not a country club girl, but here I am trying to like fit in. And I put on one of our like set dresses and then I layered it with an oversized like polo sweater uh-huh. and paired it with like chunky scrunch socks and new balances. And everyone was like, you're the best dressed person here. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm just in a were. set dress. <laughs> like what? I was so shocked and flattered. I was like, I, I mean, the imposter syndrome is next level, but no, you are a tennis skirt girl is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. We have the imposter syndrome thing in common. I'm like, Mine is coming from reality TV and just thinking that like so much of what I've got is because of that, but also because like, I don't know, for some reason I have it stuck in me that reality TV is just cheesy and embarrassing and I can't get it out of my head. And I feel like it inhibits me from really conquering what I want to conquer because it like inhibits my confidence. So this is, we, we need to do better. We have to stop looking at ourselves as maybe who we once were and realize like how much we evolved. I, if it means anything, what I do, I know that you were on reality TV, but when I think of you now and I talk to you now and I see you on social media, I do not see the Whitney from reality TV. I see Whitney as Whitney. Thank you. That makes me so happy. I'm like, I'm working hard at that. And I'm like constantly also trying to reinvent. But thank you. Thank you so much. Where can everybody find you and, and the collection? Well, I'm Lindsay Carter on Instagram. I actually post like a lot of teasers and behind the scenes there just because I'm always logged into my personal Instagram. But you can follow set at set active and that's where you can find us. Amazing. Thank you, Lindsay, so much. I really appreciate it.
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.